This is UW Extension's Farm Management AgriVision Podcast. I am Katie Wontok, Agriculture Agent with UW-Madison Division of Extension. I will be chatting with fellow Extension educators as we answer questions from farmers and share our knowledge and expertise on how you can improve your farm management skills. Today, I am joined by Richard Halepka, Extension Crops and Soils Educator in Clark County. Welcome, Richard, to the podcast. Well, thank you, Katie. Richard, today our question centers around buying forages. A farmer and his son milked 250 cows and farmed 275 acres in southwestern Wisconsin. They added a few cows this year and were hoping to rent 75 to 100 acres of land. They have talked to a neighbor who feeds out beef cattle and raises a lot of corn silage and haylage, which he sells to area farmers. And it seems like what he is asking for silage and haylage per ton is more reasonable than renting more land. The farmer says that they wouldn't have to buy more or bigger equipment or hire more help, and the feed is very high quality. Fortunately, they have extra feed from last year, but now they have to decide what to do. Richard, do you have any suggestions for this farmer and his son? This is something where we really need to sit down and get the calculator out and a pen and a piece of paper, which is always difficult. And sometimes having more land, you know, you can be land poor at times too. And that's another problem. But that being said, if the quality of the feed, if they can produce the quality of the feed coming into their operation, that'll match, you know, what they're feeding, that dairy cow or a maintenance diet on some heifers or something. If they can buy that feed at a reasonable price, it may be a better deal because you're giving up risk. That's the biggest challenge you got here. You know, if you go out and rent the land, well, now what happens if we have 2019 and we can't get in the field till mid-June? Where here, the risk comes off of your back and the other guy takes the risk on and you're just buying a finished product. Some guidelines I would uh, recommend is that, hey, when that forage is coming into the storage, you maybe want to give that producer that's producing the forage for you some guidelines. Hey, on my haylid, I'm going to be feeding a group of dairy cows. You know, our goal is X number of pounds of milk in our TMR and we need haylage at relative feed value of 170 coming out of storage. You know, and that way that producer that's producing the forage knows that, hey, by the 20, you know, 20th, 25th of May, I'm probably gonna have to be harvesting that forage in order to get that relative feed value coming out of that storage at that level. But that way you've got some guarantees in place and you can also adjust that price per ton of forage relative to that analysis that you're gonna get out of that feed value. Right. And, and that certainly leads to our, my next kind of question is, is budget, as you kind of mentioned. And as you're looking at it, how flexible, per se, can this neighbor be as far as timing and, and budget wise? But the one thing that really concerns me in this question, Richard, is that they don't have a, a great idea about how much feed inventory they have uh, or what they have left. Do you have suggestions for them on how to calculate feed inventory by chance? There are a lot of resources out there, you know, and I know there's uh, articles out there and fact sheets to help you go step by step through it. So the first thing I would do, and don't wait till, you know, you're in the last, you throw the last bale out of the haymow before you decide to do a budget, how much feed you're going to need to purchase. You know, I would recommend you look at a dairy cow and a dairy cow and even your heifers and calves right on down the line. They're going to eat about I would use a number of about 2% of their body weight in forages on a dry matter basis. Well, now you can 
now that we know this, you know, if you got a thousand pound animal, it's going to eat about 20 pounds of dry matter per day. Well, now if that's 50% haylage, that becomes 40 pounds. So, I mean, it's an easy calculation or dry hay. You can do the calculation from there. And so it's very important to sit down and do that inventory. I've got a, you know, 20 by 70 silo out here. I've got a bunker that's uh, 100 by 300 or a bag that's 10 by 200. We know about how many tons fit in this storage and we can measure that. And then we can understand a little bit better. Hey, I've got this many cows. They're going to need this much forage. I'm going to come up, you know, 100 or 200 tons short. You know, and that's going to be able to put that budget together. And then we can start working on what's this going to cost us. And, you know, then you can make that next decision. Is it a viable option to go out and purchase this feed? Well, okay, I can go and buy uh, Western alfalfa for this much a ton delivered into the farm. Or I can, hey, Farmer Joe down the street's got bunkers standing there and he would like to sell some corn silage out of it. I mean, these are all options you can consider at that time. And we do have some pricing out here that we can work off of the hay market report for on your forages. And, you know, the price of corn is another guideline we can also use then, you know, to price corn silage and some other forages. Right. And going back to your point, don't wait until you're throwing the last bale of hay out because then you're kind of at the whim of trying to find something and do it when you know, when you have a, an idea of you're going to be short in the future you know, let's take a look and see. You're much better able to work on that price, maybe structuring out some different tax payments to help offset splitting up the year, or paying a part now and waiting till winter to pick up, depending on, you know, if it's hay bales or something like that. Yeah, certainly looking ahead and budgeting, payment plans, all things to negotiate if you're in the right position for it, if you know ahead of time. Yeah. It's very critical. I've, I've had so many people, and I'm sure you've been involved with this too, Katie. Oh my God, I need hay. Where can I get some hay? Your ag educator has a whole list, you know, a hundred people on that list every year that who has hay? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, but I've had that phone call where it's, it becomes desperation. Now we're desperate. You know, you're at the whim of, hey, I need something in the next two days. And now you're going to go to a local auction or you're going to go to a local farmer to tide you over. Well, you're probably going to pay a premium, even though the hay may be less expensive, the quality may be such that you're actually paying a premium because you're going to have to adjust those rations. If we've got a month, two months, even three months out, it's much easier. And the other thing is when you look at the hay market, the hay market in general, when should you be buying hay? Well, the best time to buy hay is probably as it's coming off the field. Now that's tough, unless I know that I'm gonna be short, I can you know, do some pre-buying in June or second crop time, or even that third crop option, and bring some of that feed onto the farm if I have storage available. The other option, as you mentioned, you can go out and maybe we could contract. We decide we're gonna buy Western alfalfa. Well, they, they offer contracts. You could contract with uh, somebody at a, uh, a supplier in another state, Minnesota, South Dakota, Iowa. You know, it depends upon how far you want to drive. And then with that contract, you're locked into a price. I know that if I'm producing milk and the price of my hay is this, I can produce milk and I can be profitable. And the key about being profitable is 
we won't go bankrupt so quick. Profit uh, is really what gets your business ahead and planning and thinking about it ahead of time really puts you in the driver's seat of those decisions. So, and, and in the dairy business, it's always been tough. I've been in the dairy business for you know, almost 50 years and we're like almost embarrassed when we talk about making a profit. I mean, and I think that's everybody's goal. I don't care what type of business you're in, uh, but it's, you know, as long as you're profitable, uh, the banker's probably willing to work with you. That's the way I look at it. Yes. More people on your side. That's for sure. All right. Well, thanks, Richard, for your time today. You betcha. For more Extension AgriVision podcasts or resources to improve your farm management skills, check out farms.extension.wisc.edu. Thanks for listening.